Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to episode 84 of the Life Short, Live Free podcast, show where we talk about all things free. Got a great show lined up for you today. First off, we start off talking about the new show, or the new movie, Top Gun Maverick. It is it is all America. Uh, great show, don't worry, there's no spoilers in it if you haven't seen it yet. Then we also dive into a little bit of We Are Done with the NRA. Uh, they are unsavable. So we talk a little bit about that. Also talk about Canada is now trying to ban handguns. And people do not understand guns at all. Then we, uh, last couple topics, we talk about what can you actually do, you yourself, to to help uh, this school shooting situation. And lastly, do you say Happy Memorial Day? Is that, is that something that you say, or is that a, is that unacceptable? So uh, we also have we do have some sponsors before we dive into the show. The first of which is Ballistic Imagery, photography and videography, hard hitting imagery making an impact on your company. Find them on Facebook and BallisticImagery.com. We're also brought to you by Shyworks, Iowa's customer preferred Cerakote applicator, specializing in whatever themes you can think up. Anything from flags to custom themes, crazy custom themes to camouflages to battle worn to whatever thing, whatever you can think up, we can make it happen for you. So check us out at Shyworks.com as well as on Facebook and Twitter. You can use coupon code LSLF10. That will get you 10% off everything on the website from lasered magazines to Glock backplates, backplates and mag bases. Patches, shirts, hats, all sorts of goodies. Coupon code LSLF10. So go and check that out. So, all right, guys. Without further ado, let's dive into the show. Oh. All right. You guys ready? Shall we, shall we move into the into the show? The meat and potatoes. Yeah. So um, this is actually our our last episode before we take a take a short break. So what we kind of decided to do. So you guys are you guys are in the uh, in the know. We we've been doing this for what three years now. It's been yeah. a long time, yeah, and it's been years. it's been. I don't think we've took a week off. Like a, every one of us has missed one one or two shows. I think, but we've been doing this solid. So what we're gonna what we're gonna do is we're gonna make seasons out of this. We'll do like um, you know so many episodes, and then we'll take a short break. And this particular break, we're gonna do a month, and I think we'll do a month uh, break in the over the holidays too. But what we're going to try and do to fill that void is um, just have some of our best of moments yeah, or maybe interesting we're topics doing pretty or... poorly at that so far. So yeah, <laughs> I haven't really pointed out any yet. None of us have. <laughs> Not a single one. Well, here's the deal. We got two weeks until this episode, or we got a week and a day until this episode comes out, and then we'll have another two weeks until the next one has to come out. Mm-hmm. So we, we still got time. Um, but yeah, that's what we're gonna do. Just a little bit of greatest, our our favorite uh, segments, and just kind of loop them together mm-hmm. into a shorter uh, short episode. So yep. you guys will still have content, and then we'll be back in uh, July. Um, and yeah, we got some some interesting. We got like a guest plan for when we come back then. So mm-hmm. um, just kind of rejuvenate. We've been doing this so freaking long. It just kind of kind of wears on you after a while. Um, so it'll be nice to have a little bit of time off, but. And then we're gonna do, like I said, seasons. How do how are we gonna how are we gonna are we gonna do like the, all the previous hundred and hundred episodes, like season zero, and then season start season one, or how should we do I that? I think we're just gonna start at season one. So there'll be season zero. Okay, cool. 
about it. I mean, no. Season zero. It Unless you're cool. going to go back and, and <laughs> season zero, and edit the origin story. <laughs> Unless you're going to go back and edit 200 episodes to say season zero episode so-and-so. <laughs> well, I don't think that's how it works. Like you can, you don't have to label everything one. Like when you go into Podbean, you can change it to how you do it from numerical episodes or seasons. I think it allows you to set those. So I think if you change you just it, add it all to season. Right. But that sounds kind of cool. Yeah. Johnson season zero origins of life short live free huh yeah i, I don't yeah. think that's a real selling point i don't think no. anyone is gonna care no. shit yeah they're no. gonna be like season zero these guys are morons God, they can't count that's not <laughs> how that works <laughs> uh, i think it's a fantastic fantastic idea um i went over and saw saw top gun last night um, I've, cause I heard a lot of good things about it. Like most of the reviews I saw for it were pretty solid. Um, I've heard uh, friends like tell me that it was really good, good. So we just decided to go over and go over and see it. And I like the first one is pretty sweet, but it's rare that you get like generally like a lot of those big cult classic movies, you know, like Top Gun. That's like, that mm-hmm. was huge. Yeah. Uh, Super Troopers, Dumb and Dumber, you know, those just these movies that have such a huge following and then they get the follow up to them, the sequel, and it's just dumber. I mean, the stupidest shit you ever yeah. seen. So I was kind of leery about that, but I will say Top Gun Maverick is not one of those. That was a, it was a fantastic movie. And I won't say any spoilers in here or anything, so don't worry about that if you haven't seen it yet. But Tom Cruise is a ghost. <laughs> Shut up. Gosh. <laughs> Um, but it was crazy. They actually Tom Cruise is the ghost of Kiev. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler shit. <laughs> but they actually ended up renting um actual jets from the military for like I think it was like eleven thousand dollars an hour to film this video to film this movie. So I can't imagine what their budget was on this. It's freaking insane. But like they said, the G's were real, you know, the flying, that all that shit was real. And it was, it was pretty wild. Like they had to do this really extreme maneuver. Um, they were training for a specific mission and they had to do this extreme maneuver and they were pulling like, um, they had to go down into a valley and then straight up to avoid a mountain wall. And they were pulling like 10 G's. And I don't know what they actually were pulling like in the video, but you could see like, you can't fake that. Like that mm-hmm. was, that was legit. So it was pretty wild, but um, the other thing that was really cool about it was there wasn't none of that, no woke bullshit. It was very pro America. Not a typical new Hollywood movie, right? I was, <clears throat> I was pleasantly surprised. There was absolutely nothing in there, you know, no little comments, nothing, mm-hmm. little jabs at America or anything like that. So I was, I was, it's a pretty badass movie. I was. So the critics are going to rate it very low. <laughs> right. No, I've actually heard most people. I haven't heard any bad reviews for it, to be honest with you. Well, people aren't critics. The critics I'd, are the stupid ones. I had actually heard there was like, and I think this was in pre-screenings. There was like twelve points in the movie where people were standing up and clapping and cheering. I was like, who the fuck stands up and starts clapping in the middle of the that movie? That is weird. <laughs> That's right? like an odd thing Or the thing people that clap do. at the end of it, I've never understood that. I've never right. been in a movie theater where people did that. I mean, I you can laugh and shit. Either, I but. have. I've been like at the end of, I don't remember what movie it was. Titanic? No. That was pretty moving. He was busy crying. I was Just like, 
fucking <laughs> four when that came out. What? You went to what? the re-release when you were 18. <laughs> <laughs> the remastered. I think it might have been like the Fast and Furious after Paul Walker died when they did that whole when I see you again or whatever and they drive off on two separate highways. I think there was legitimately people standing up clapping. I can see them. The yeah, I can see them doing that. They've got some pretty hardcore fans. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was the only time I've ever seen they were that all was the so- end. They were all sobbing and clapping and standing <laughs> Oh, God, Paul. <laughs> but... Not in the middle of the movie, like a scene gets over. The, oh, <laughs> bravo! <laughs> you know, bravo! Like right? <laughs> Who the <fuck> does that? <laughs> uh, yeah, there wasn't any weird. of that. Um, but it was just an overall good, clean, good, mm-hmm. clean, wholesome. I enjoyed it. Oh, I enjoyed it. Uh, in a lot of these movie theaters now, they make you like pick your freaking seats. Like, have you been in the movies lately? Like a lot of them, the okay, they show you a diagram of seats and like, okay, what seats do you want? I'm like, I don't fucking like know. When I you're just, picking a concert ticket. Yeah, it's like I just want to waltz in there and look at the seats and decide when I go in there. But no, when you buy the tickets now, they point out the the seats. You know, you got to pick your specific seats. So we got like ones out by ourselves, you know, over on the side. And there's plenty of other seats in here. And Kendra's to my right, and so, this other couple comes in and sits right next to her on the two seats right there. And there's all these open others. I'm like, I yeah, don't, I, just I, like that's no. enough for me to just not want to go to the theater yeah. in itself. Generally, yeah. it's not bad. Like we'd never so have that. But when the guy that I work with, he went when it released, you know, and he said it was him and three other people in the theater. Those are the best. I was and they're like, all sitting by each other. <laughs> right. They're all grouped, all four of them right next to each other. But, yeah, he. I was like, man, what a release. <laughs> you actually, know? it did. Top Gun had a massive release. Had a, one of the biggest weekends. Uh, yeah, actually, I think they said Tom Cruise's first over $100 million weekend. Opening weekend. Opening weekend. <laughs> which, so, yeah, it's uh, it's it's doing doing really well. And we we're, that was a pretty full theater for. It's been out for a few weeks, I think. Yeah, and it was still. No, I think it didn't. It come out like this last week. Didn't it come out like Tuesday? Maybe Memorial Day. I don't know. Yeah, I guess I. I don't. I, I have no idea. To be honest with you, yeah. I don't know. But I did not. Yeah, yeah. it was just. I think he went at like an early in the. I think he might have gone at like four thirty, four forty-five in the afternoon too. So those are the best ones. Like though, when you're just completely by yourself in the whole theater. Yeah. I don't Wait. think I've ever been in a theater where it was that empty. You can walk in, take your pants off. And <laughs> it's great. <laughs> I literally went to one. I went to one years ago, um, and we were the. It was me and the girl I was dating at that time, and I think we had jammed a six pack into her purse, so we were the literally the only ones in the entire theater, and just like reclining, you know, drink. That was fantastic, and that was back before. You know, you can buy beer at the theater now. Right. And that was. You can? Yeah. Like yeah. at AMC? Yeah. Yeah. A lot For of For seven you can. bucks a piece. Oh, f that. I'm still smuggling that shit in. Yep. <laughs> well, of course. Yeah. Um, but some of them aren't like outrageously priced. I went to Fork and Screen in Kansas City years ago, and that was like they had a, literally a table in front of you. Yeah. Years ago. That's the key word here. What do you mean? You know, a beer. It was cheap cost. years ago. It doesn't mean. <laughs> yeah, every. Oh no, they were, I mean, they ago. were in line. The prices were actually in line with like Applebee's prices. Yeah. So I mean, it wasn't. You could you literally push the button, and there was a table right in front of you, you had a menu, and a, the, somebody would come. Hey, what can I do for you? And you could liter- you could order anything on the freaking menu. 
uh, food. God, that's weird. It was awesome. That's what they called a fork and screen for that reason. That's why. And then you, we, we ended up ordering just like two buckets of beer. So <laughs> I think it was five or six beers in each one. And we had ordered our second one and they come do you guys want some water to go with that? Or? <laughs> no, <laughs> give no, me some tequila. No, I don't. God no. damn it! I'm you enjoying guys have myself. Hard liquor. <laughs> Mind your goddamn business. I, we always did that in Ames. Anytime we went to a movie, we would always smuggle beer in, you know. And it was always so funny because I remember the first time I opened a beer in the movie theater, and like I'm trying to do it all quiet, you know. And you get that. It just drags it out. Well, it's not any quieter. Uh, but you get that real quiet. Where you just get the can cracked, and then you kind of hear the long, slow yeah, tearing of the metal. Yeah. <laughs> like, I open it and start drinking. And then I remember we're in a college town, and I look back in the theater, and it's Everybody all college else. kids. And all you hear, like, all I heard for the rest of the movie, I don't even know if I paid attention to the movie. I don't even remember what movie I was at, <laughs> honestly. All I heard for the rest of the movie is... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, drinking four locos. <laughs> there was like, I bet there was 150 beers drank during that movie by the number of cans being opened. It was insane. The way I usually do it when you want to be real quiet like that is just put it in my mouth and I can pop the whole thing yeah. just with my teeth or whatever. That keeps it fairly quiet. I've never, I don't want to, I wouldn't want to bring beer to a movie theater. I've always been one to bring liquor. Yeah. Got a real problem box. And <laughs> buy a pop at the stand and dumper in there a twelve dollar yeah. pop yeah not quite twelve dollars see if you get a girlfriend then you can just like have her bring a huge purse and then you guys can just <laughs> keep whatever the hell you want in there cargo pants <laughs> <laughs> yeah that too i remember it used to we always have to like it's really think about degrees out why are you wearing your winter coat <laughs> no reason <laughs> how we were gonna smuggle it in was always a concern there was one time i remember i like put it in my back pocket and then i clipped my hat to my my belt loop so yeah. it was hanging over my body like it makes no sense why my hat is hanging there it looked like a total doofus but yeah. whatever me and ranking went to one in the in the mall when i was i was 17 and he must have been 16 or maybe 18 and 17 whatever it was i don't remember but we were going to an r movie so he had to be a certain age and so i was old enough i showed him my id and then they're like asking jordan oh, i don't have my id on me well how old are you when's your birthday he goes 1986 um, <laughs> literally you know he was thinking about it but he said um between the 80 and the six or whatever and they're like oh okay yeah you're good i gotta they do the math <laughs> they, hold on <laughs> i was shocked they didn't question it and that's bullshit i go to an r-rated movie when i'm 17 and they show them my id and they think it's a fake <laughs> yeah i got a fake to be 17 years old <laughs> Who gets right. 17? you caught me yeah I got ID for super Look, glue. I one. think this is a fake, but I'm gonna let you in. Oh, thank you. You're so <laughs> gracious. Right? Jesus. I got ID'd for super glue one time. Like, what, what? do you do with super? Do you huff it? Is yeah. that why they would? That why you make super glue injections? <laughs> I yeah, I was kind of I was kind of taken aback. I, this is weird. I mean, I just bought beer over here. You're IDing me for super glue now? Right. I don't know. Because you know. People of people that are you know thirty years old won't huff glue, but people who are <laughs> right. seventeen, they definitely will. Oh yeah! Like what? What does IDing you have to do with anything? <laughs> I can't imagine that huffing glue would be a pleasant experience. No, I can't imagine it would be. Oh, we got it. We can't knock it till we try it. Let's get some glue. 
we can we that's gonna be our new season we're gonna we're gonna try a new drug try on different episode. different types of episode glue. one huffing glue wood glue gorilla glue super i don't glue. i feel like Elmer's wood glue, glue probably wouldn't do a whole lot <laughs> or you know we're gonna be huffing a lot of but like like then we could try like ether <laughs> heroin (laughs) (laughs) but like have you ever got like uh you've been around paint too much and you just start feeling shitty yeah like how that how how would that how would huffing that be a pleasant experience if that's all you feel dude i don't know we had a concrete truck driver when i was working concrete that they called ether bill i remember him because he huffed ether in the cab of his fucking truck and he was like a really or at least used to be a super smart dude yeah like didn't it wasn't he the one that he had patents out for, for like the hydraulic cylinder cylinders that caterpillar used and stuff yeah yeah <laughs> super smart dude and like clearly not that smart if he was huffing either yeah got bored <laughs> hey he had his demons you back off <laughs> yeah and he like dude he was a strange dude because he always had like the hard hat that had the earmuffs on it and shit and he always wore like elbow and knee pads all day every day like i remember he was a different breed for of cat. a cement truck driver yeah. why do you need why do you need elbow pads no idea full contact full contact cement yeah. <laughs> shit gets crazy when you're huffing ether man <laughs> right I he falls down a lot i remember one time we were <laughs> just gets out of the cab every time and biffs it <laughs> i remember one time we were pouring a pad out at some farm and there was like a big old dirt pile that he had to back around but he couldn't quite fit and it was like a five foot tall pile and he couldn't fit so he just punched it and drove like right straight up over bitch. this four or five foot tall <laughs> dirt pile with this full cement truck that son of a like, bitch jesus was, man i will say the ether definitely removed his fear of f-ing anything oh yeah there was a lot of dudes who were like oh no i can't go on that side hill because i can't you know like it'll upset the truck and roll it and all that shit ether bill he back right in that bitch like wide open pulling no second guessing it nothing we'd kind of tell him you know right here he'd drive up back in and just mock penis (laughs) straight in reverse back right in that bitch where you want to shoot it's like jesus christ did you actually call him ether bill did he like was that his name that's what everybody called him that's all i ever remember anybody calling him like to his face or around him, you know? It's not I something you hid from him? I don't recall ever hiding Either, it from no, him. That's... I think everybody referred to him as Bill. You know, because you're, you're not just going to say Ether Bill. Hey, Ether Bill, yeah. Oh, right, you just say Bill. But when everybody was like, who's the driver today? Oh, we got Ether Bill, yeah. and we got, you know, like that was... I don't know. That's funny. <laughs> Ether, <laughs> Ether He Bell. was quite the character, though. He was funny as hell, too. He, and didn't he have, like, them big Coke bottle glasses, too? Like, real thick sumbitchin' glasses? I don't remember. I don't remember too much about Bubbles. That's been a long time ago. Yeah. You sure, you sure it wasn't Bubbles? <laughs> no, he so. was he was taller and skinnier. He was yeah. a lanky. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, Good stuff. I almost kind of missed, like, working construction and shit just for the goofy shit that you got to see. Man, like, I remember yeah. there was a couple of... There was... Two of the Mexican guys that I worked with that really taught me like a lot of my good Spanish were like, it was, uh, they were brother-in-laws and they, dude, the way them two fucking bickered with each other, it was just hysterical. But the one, one dude had like an old explorer that he'd show up in every day 
And this dude had like a full on fucking kitchen in the back of that Explorer. They would cook. He had grills, microwaves, like dude, anything. He had a deep fryer, like a deep fat fryer <laughs> and shit in there. He had like cupboards and shit that would pull out. And he like had dude, like he had this big badass inverter and like a generator and shit. So he'd run the generator every once in a while to keep like the refrigerator cold and shit. And like, oh yeah, like full on kitchen out of the back of this Explorer. Every day he'd be fucking cooking something up. It was like, what the fuck? It was awesome. Huh. No, I I I get what you're saying, like, but I don't miss like the physical that work sucked. Like I was I was I mean It's kinda yeah, nice what? every now and then. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. It gets old after doing it every single day, but or right. like I welcome welcome it. From time to time. When you're yeah. out in the sun, though, like, and it's 110 degrees and you're putting shingles on or some shit, I didn't, oh, boy, I don't miss Fucking that. raking concrete because the yeah. guy actually running the chute or the hose ain't worth a shit. And so you're raking, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so you're really having to rake, you know, move a ton of concrete around as you're screeding it and shit. Yeah. That always no. sucked, but I, I really do kind of miss it a little bit. The job that I miss the most still is working on the barge and bogey. Yeah, I think you talked about that. You lit oh. your pants, you lit your uh, shorts on fire or whatever. Hmm? You were welding, oh, welding that yeah. job and you lit your shorts on fire. Yeah, I used to light a lot of shit on fire because you'd like, you'd get back to the yard trying to fix like a boat hoist or something and you'd be like, because they just had holes in the tubes right, to set, like, the leg length for the depth of water and shit. Mm-hmm. So you just have, like, a nut welded to the tube and then just a square-headed bolt in there to, like, pinch the tube, right, as, like, mm-hmm. a set screw to set the height. Well, a lot of times they'd get seized up because they're underwater. And so you'd be torching these nuts off of the tubes. Well, you're in flip-flops and board shorts because you just got off the lake and you're <laughs> running a fucking torch trying to cut this all this old shit off and you're burning the shit out of your feet, like, mm-hmm. you know. No, thanks. It was awesome, though. That was yeah, a fun like job. Sounds that was like an it. awesome job. Uh, well. Lunch breaks. Go up to a boat ramp. Somebody bring you lunch. Eat quick. Go swimming. Hang out. Where was that? That was Boji? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, it sounds like a good time. Yep. Uh, speaking of not good times. Um, box, <laughs> on the contrary. Did we, didn't we? did we talk about uh, up here getting reelected on the last Gears and Beers? Or we talked no, about, we talked about the, the upcoming vote. Yeah. So Between, it was kind of like Alan West. Yeah. And, and yes. Yeah. So uh, apparently Lapierre was reelected like by a wide margin. Yeah. Stay and, the course. And I believe <laughs> I believe I said this on the last Gears and Beers that if he's reelected, fuck the NRA. I'm just done with them. I mean, there yep. is no point to continue down the road because they clearly they've made no. No ambi- they've made no moves to change in any way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... Yeah, they're not fighting for anything. No, no. Um, please give us your money so I may buy more cars I don't know. and fancy clothes and houses, please. A box you, you posted in there, is it It can be fixed, but is it worth it? What's your, what's your whole thoughts on this ordeal? That pretty much sums sums it up. <laughs> you, you, feel, you feel the same as me? F*** the NRA at this point. Yeah, uh, but I mean, I'm also I don't like just giving up on things either. And the members are in charge of the the board members, and the board members are who elect face. Yeah, 
so we could, in theory, get enough board members on board to but are the oust Lapierre, but I don't know if that would, at this point, if, if, if it's even worth it, or if, if we just cut our losses with the NRA and move over to FPC and GOA right. and any other handful of well, here's the lobby problem. groups, because they seem to be doing a whole lot more than than the NRA has anyways. Mm-hmm. So do we just say, okay, yeah, we don't really care about the NRA, or do we? would it be worth it, I guess, to actually put in the effort to get the board members that we need I feel in like the NRA? The, I feel like you wouldn't get as good of a return on investment. I feel like your return on investment is best put in, or is going to be better just putting your money into... GOA and FPC. Herein lies the problem. As you said, the the members elect the board and the board elects the vice chairman, which is what LaPierre is. In order for you to have a right to vote on the board members, you have to have been a member for a five-year period. I believe it is. So most of the people that give a shit have already jumped ship. They're already done. So say we all made this big movement to get back into this and there's, you know, the NRA sees this massive influx of members. Five years minimum before they're going to really They're going to see, oh, everybody's rejoining us again. We're doing the right thing. And then it's five years before we can vote again and they're fucking do- being worthless for the next five years. They've already blown all of our five years of money. Right. <laughs> Frankly, I feel they're a lost cause. I right? wasn't aware of that, that clause. I'm I'm f- almost positive you have to be a member for five years before you can vote. And uh, the voting occurs at NRAM. Yeah. Well, after. I mean, it happened on Tuesday, I think. Right. Day after Memorial Day, mm-hmm. I believe. I think so. I don't know. I just feel, I, frankly, I, I don't feel like they can be saved. I, I feel like their membership is so fucked that they're, they don't. I mean, they and they've even sold out some of this shit, like like the bump stock ban. Like, I understand that that was not a bump stock. It's not a big. It's not a big deal. But it was rep- what it represented, and and what well, that's, happened that's, afterwards that's, that we said was going to happen, and they fucking sold, and they couldn't realize that and sold us out on them. It is a big deal because exactly. that's the inch you give them for them to take a mile. And and that's, now and and they use and I said this exact thing when this bump stock ban was going on. This is what any anti-gun administration in the future is going to use. This exact blueprint. And what is Biden doing? That exact fucking blueprint. That's mm-hmm. exactly what I said, and exactly what a lot of people said. So n- now you get the NRA just selling us out over something that huge. They're member, and it's the same leadership. Yep. I don't feel like they represent American gun owners anymore. I feel like no. they represent the seventy-five-year-old people who think the fuzz. Second Amendment is about hunting. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't even know. I don't think if they even know who they represent anymore. It's just all about the money for them. Yeah. You know, and they're using so much money on lawsuits and saving their asses and and buying shit for Lapierre that they're not spending you know the money that they should be spending on yeah the shit that's actually important yep that's kind of how i feel about it so like i said i think it's your return on investment is better put into the fpc and the goa i would agree i was there i mean this truly leading the fight i guess this says there's approximately five and a half million nra members I would bet when was that post though? I would bet 
that their numbers have oh, va- drastically so. dropped. Because I was looking for that same stat the other day, and the only thing I could find was several years ago before they really got into the shit. The, the bed. Sh- yeah, exactly. And I, all their shit has been ousted, or you know, put into the, put out to the public after they right. were dealing with the bankruptcy and leaving New York and all this shit. Is and actually that really exposed a lot of their shit, right? Could this actually be a good thing though? Like the NRA going by the wayside because there's been separate, you know, FPC and GOA and these other smaller ones that are actually stepping up and filling that void. Isn't, you know, a lot more of those groups better than just one massive one? Because if the one massive one, you know, what happens, like they sold us out on that shit, mm-hmm. that's not going to be the way it is with, you know, as many, ma- you know, the smaller ones and the grassroots ones. Yeah, but I think having the big, one big massive one, is helpful in the fact that they're going to actually generate enough income to be able to actually fight. Whereas right. all these little bitty ones, they're not going to have the monetary ability to fight in court for yeah long periods of time over big cases, big you know, like even yeah. up to Supreme Court cases. Whereas if you have a big one who has a lot of funding, well, then they have the means to fight that. Yeah, but I mean... Yeah, to a certain extent. I think I think they're getting to be like, you know, gun owners of America and FPC and stuff. They're getting to be big enough, you know, mm-hmm. I feel like that they can actually do some some good stuff cuz FPC's been winning a lot in uh uh you know, in in California and stuff. They seem to do a lot over there. Well, because yeah. I mean, that state's fucked. So they got they got to do a lot over there, but Yeah. I don't know. I I yeah, I see your point. I but I I frankly feel like the NRA is just at this point it's done. There's no point yep. to I agree. There's no point to get in you in in the fight for them. I don't yep. feel like anymore. Don't give them your money. Nope. Worthless. Uh speaking of worthless, um Canada just keeps keeps going down <laughs> shittier and shittier and shittier. Yep. They have introduced a bill now. And I don't really know how their legislative body works. Like I'm not up to snuff on on Canada politics. But they've introduced a bill in Parliament that would ban the sale transfer. Was it possession as well? I don't think so. I didn't see possession. I I thought this was already a thing. No, it's not a done it's not a done deal yet. But it's essentially Trudeau announced that it was like official. Well, I feel like purchase and transfer, I think was what he said. I feel like it might be possession too, but I don't. I don't know. I could be mistaken on that. Um, but it sounds like it's not a done deal yet, but it's pretty much going to be because they don't have such a system as ours. Like you know, the people don't have as much. It doesn't. I doesn't sound like the people have as much of a. There's not like a representative body. I think there is to a certain extent. That's what Parliament is. Yeah, but I don't think it's like. House Senate, you know, I don't think there's like a right. I don't know. It sounds like it might not be likely. It says it has to be passed by Parliament, but the ruling Liberals only hold a min- minority of seats. Hmm. It doesn't have to pass through multiple. It's just Parliament, and then it's done. So it's basically Parliament like the signed by Trudeau, yeah. probably. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it says what this means is it will no longer be able to po- be possible to buy, sell, transfer, or import handguns anywhere in Canada. Okay. In, in essence, they're capping the market for handguns. Yeah. But they're also talking about... What's here is here, and that's it. They're also, they were also talking about confiscation. So every And guns are heavily, heavily regulated up there already. So they know where yeah, everything... they did the whole assault weapons deal here, what, four or five years ago? Right, right. But now they're talking about confiscation of those. Um, because And actually, I think it is in Canada, you can possess those... Only in such a way where, like, they, they're at the range. So, like, you mm-hmm. have to go, and they're under lock and key and shit. So they know where everyone yeah. is and stuff. And now they're saying, well, we're, we're that's not okay anymore. We're going to want those back, which, and that is the... And they have a registration, don't they? Yeah, absolutely, 100%. Yeah. But, and that's the very reason why I've always said that the registration schemes are completely and utterly pointless. Like, can you point me to one one time in in history when gun registration has actually prevented any crime no because what does it do like it, you know oh peter sold his to paul okay congratulations paul shot someone okay what the what did we do what did we do here absolutely freaking nothing yeah and the only thing it's used for is when confiscation like just mm-hmm. like that or in freaking australia or the netherlands you know all this time and time again this happens time and time and freaking again and yet they keep pushing for this shit yeah and that's the same problem that we're facing right now in the u.s is uh they're talking about universal background checks and that's exactly what that is it's just it's a registration 100 percent because they're gonna they want to know every single every time you sell a gun to anyone mm-hmm um, you have to have that has to be recorded, and then and now you have to record those things for life. Those those transactions, those forty four seventy threes. So every single one will go to the ATF. ATF records it, and then they have the gun registration. And right it's there. unbelievable how misunderstood background checks are. Like people, oh man, yeah, it's crazy how many people think you can just walk into a store, say, "I want to buy that rifle, please." Okay, thank you. And leave yeah. without a background check. It's unbelievable. They, it's easier to it's, it's like, easier to buy an AR than it is to check out a library book. It's like, what fucking libraries are you guys going to? I <laughs> yeah, no shit. What gun stores are you frequenting? I don't I don't get this. After yeah. it was after Uvalde, I think. Is that how you I think say it that? was. I believe so. I don't think anybody really knows. They're just like Uvalde, you know. Just kind of it's like it's <laughs> kind of like Worcestershire sauce. <laughs> you just mumble no, it. No, I, I didn't. I've always heard Uvalde. I didn't okay, hear good. Sorry. Anyways, I think it was Huffington Post. Did of course they're excellent journalists. There, <laughs> they wanted to find out how hard it was to order order those Daniel Defense ARs online. So of course they wrote up this big long article, and they made it seem as all they were like it took five clicks for us to buy the buy these rifles. Of course, and then the, there was paragraphs and paragraphs about how easy it was, and there was like one sentence that said, "Of course, we had to do our background checks." But besides that, yeah, there, it had to be sent to it, a it yeah. had to be sent to a gun store, and we had to undergo a federal background check. But other than that, it they was just super totally glossed easy. over that and was like, "Yeah, this was easier than buying pretty much anything from Amazon." Like, no, it wasn't. You had to go to an FFL. You had to have a background yeah. check. Amazon, yeah. Amazon, I'm pretty sure has one click buying. If we could do that yeah. for guns, that would be fabulous. Yeah, thank Incredible. you, please. <laughs> what, what would it be? Gunazon. Yeah, hell yeah. 
Hell yeah. I still think the ATF should be a convenience store. That'd be incredible. Actually, if you're an one F- click ordering through the ATF convenience store. I, I actually mm. I actually have that with like RSR and shit. I can just be like, mm, I'll have this gun in like a few days it shows up on my doorstep. <laughs> it's pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. Um but that's that's so true. Like you're talking about misunderstanding. Like mm-hmm. people don't understand I was having a conversation with that person on my Facebook that everybody knows that it's a freaking mm-hmm. loon. Um, but he was talking about, and he started off, he was listing a whole bunch of ways that, um, we can, we can stop these school shootings. And, you know, he started off mental health, hardening schools and all this stuff. And then he, the way he listed it was, it, it got least, uh, it sounded, sounded reasonable at the start. And then the more, the more, and then we got to confiscate all goods. Well, he, the way he listed <laughs> it to, to his credit, he did say, I listed this from, um, you know, least to most acceptable. And the first three or four were completely acceptable, but then he went into like, you know, universal background checks and all this stuff. And one other thing he went into was um, banning weapons by how much damage they can do and rate of fire and stuff. And I, and I responded and and, and he doesn't know, like, Mm -hmm. because the way, the way that the, the media portrays an AR-15 is it's, the most deadly weapon on the planet, and it, or it the shoot, White House, it shoots softball-sized holes in you. Nine and all millimeter stuff. will right. blow your lung out, <laughs> right? And that doesn't help anybody, you know. But uh, but I, a twenty-two caliber <laughs> bullet that the AR fires that yeah. that'll just lodge and, in a lung, and and can, I and I responded to him mm. and I says, you you understand that like the AR-15 shoots the most common caliber, two twenty-three five five six. That is actually the weak one of the weakest ca- centerfire Rifle calibers right. out there. Yeah. Um, and in so much as you can't even, it's illegal to hunt with this in many states because it doesn't have the knockdown power that it needs. It is a weak round. So let's say that you outlawed that round. You literally have to outlaw every other single rifle round because yeah. they're far, they do far more damage than that. 300 blackout, and what's AK, incredible, four, you know, 762 by 39. And what's incredible is you show somebody a picture of an AR-15 and then you show somebody a picture of a Mini-14 with a wood stock. Right. And they would say that the Mini 14 is completely acceptable and the AR 15, oh my gosh, we need to out, we need to ban that. It's literally the basic, virtually the same rate of fire in semi automatic and it fires the exact same cartridge. Right. But people are so. They're hung up on. Swung by the media to believe that these ARs are just the most dangerous killing machines they've ever seen and they can't form them a an opinion of their own by doing some research. They just say, well, the news said that thing's scary. Yeah. And I feel like, like, I don't understand how people, I don't know. I feel like they're winning. The media is winning that because it's the same thing as, you know, they spread fear the exact same way they did with COVID. You know, Mm -hmm. they say they got people so worked up and scared over COVID that this is going to, you know, if you get it, you're going to die the same way they do with guns. You know, they picture these AR 15s as these, these killing machines. And people don't realize. I, I still love the argument of they were designed to kill people. Right. No. No, they, they were designed to, to to do a task. They, and I mean, realistically, as isn't every gun designed to kill something? I mean, like. That's how I've always thought of it. That has <laughs> always bothered me. I. We have been fighting wars and killing people since the beginning of time. This is another means of doing that. You're okay with the military designing heat-seeking missiles and all this shit that are designed to kill people, and that's perfectly okay because it's in the hands of the government. 
but having a firearm and you just that's designed to kill. Well, when people think designed but, to kill, they think offensively kill. They don't think defense. Yeah, to mm-hmm. de- def- defensively, hundred percent. Right. Yeah, I'm going to face lethal <laughs> lethal force with lethal force. Why right. would I not? Why am I not yeah. allowed to do that? I'd like to disadvantage myself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. And it's. Uh, yeah, people don't people don't differ. I mean, all you see, all you hear about is is gun violence. You mm-hmm. know, like violence doesn't matter. I mean, if somebody's stabbed, they're just as dead if somebody is shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I there's a, a an acquaintance of of mine and Box that has come to start posting everything as uh every time there's a, a mass shooting or mass shooting. Yeah, I don't follow. Yeah, me. um, he's posting about it. You know, it's like. There was one the other day. It was like two people shot or whatever, you know. And mass shooting at a funeral, right? That's, and it's just like, yeah, that's unfortunate. Shooting. That's unfortunate. But the reality, the reality of the situation is, this violence happens every single day, and you don't care about it. But when it's when when it's with this particular item, then it's horrible, you know. And that's like how no many, violence. How many people were violence, killed by how many people were killed by drunk drivers last week? How many teens are killed every year by texting and driving? Yeah. Right. Don't care about that. So fucking many. Yeah. So before we just devolve into this total bitch fest, I wanted to <laughs> I feel like we've already done that. Yeah, but it's, I we're already there. I like people are terrified of this for whatever reason, and and frankly, here's an interesting point: you are just as likely to die by falling out of bed mm-hmm. than you are to be killed by not just an AR-15, but any, any sort rifle. of rifle in the United States, which is around four to five hundred people die every single year by falling out of bed. Fun fact. Mm-hmm. Um, you're but, also as likely to get struck by lightning as you are in a school shooting. Yep. And, and we're, don't don't get me wrong. We're not downplaying the fact that we school shootings. Yes, we absolutely should do something about them. Um, but yeah. frankly, our political system is so jacked I, right now that I don't feel like they're going to do much. The world is. I the part that I don't understand is like there was a shooting in an airport like in the 90s, and what happened? They beefed up security. 9-11 happened. They, they, beefed armed, up, they armed the cockpits, yeah. They you know. beefed up security. Hey, whoa, there they was, took a, they took away the four-ounce water bottles, though, too. <laughs> there was Now you just have to carry more four-ounce water bottles. <laughs> yeah. you know? I still have a gallon of water, but it's individual, I have, you know. I have a, a Ziploc bag full of four-ounce bottles of water and an empty container here empty that I'm going to dump it all into. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, the damn TSA like, <laughs> got us again. <laughs> and like January 6th, you know, these violent insurrectionists who stayed inside the velvet ropes, you know, what did they do? Increase security. They actually, they spent like, what was it? Uh, several billion dollars uh, just days before the Texas shooting. They spent several billion dollars to beef up security. When they could have taken that money and put it in schools. And and after, you know, they say there's this giant rise in school shootings, what do we do? Nothing. Yeah, it's, it's well, and, and <laughs> it's my like, question is, my question is. Why wh- not beef up security? Right. But Biden literally said that he doesn't want to do that. He said his representative said that's not what are you a, laughing at? that's not the route the road that we want to go down. There's belly button hair in your red dot. <laughs> belly button hair. I'm pretty certain that's what it is, man. Because you carry uh, appendix, don't you? I'll yeah. bet that's what it 
Where does belly button hair and pubes start? Is that cracks or is it hair? No, it's hair. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. What is the difference between pubes Your and belt belly line? button hair? Is that where it changes? It's the same type of hair, man. There's same pubes in your red dot. Well, <laughs> hey. So, as I was saying before we talk, started talking about pubes for some weird reason, like, people are so terrified of this. So, what what are things, like, our government's clearly not going to do anything or the right thing. Mm -hmm. But, like, what steps can you take if you are actually terrified of this situation? What things can you do to minimize your risk of you and your family being in, in a situation like this? Um, and I think first and foremost is you have to be situationally aware. Like mm -hmm. so many people are just so blatantly uh, idiotic mm -hmm. when it comes to situational awareness. Um, even when you walk into a building, like I've gotten into the habit of, you know, when I sit down, I, I face the door. Uh, my girlfriend knows this. Uh, that's just how I am. I kind of scope out a little bit of the access, you know, you just, and this is not something like you don't have to be paranoid. This is just things that you do on your, in your day-to-day -day life that becomes second nature, you know, um, like I said, facing the, facing, facing the entrance, knowing the exits, um, kind of just paying a little bit of attention to things around you. Like a lot of these mass shootings aren't just like people just walk in with an AR and start blasting there. There's, there's fights that break out and, you know, mm -hmm. situations that you can see and that you exit, you know, you pull yourself and your yeah, loved ones from, from the situation. before the situation boils over into such a point. Um, and another big thing is, and this is one thing I'm guilty, I'm guilty of. I keep it in my truck. Um, but you know, med kits, a lot of people box, you still carry a tourniquet. Mm -hmm. That's like, a lot of these shootings, the majority of these kids, you know, and, and mass shooting victims, they die from bleeding out because there wasn't medical, you know, yeah. they didn't have medical uh, help in enough time. Um, you know, that's one thing that I need to do better. I do have, like I said, I have one in my truck, but I should really start carrying one when I'm carrying my gun at the very least. Um, but what are what are some other things, that, like steps that you guys take, you know, advice for people that things that you do on your, on your day-to-day -day life that kind of help mitigate this or I would say the number one thing you can do <clears throat> to protect yourself in that type of situation is carry a firearm. Yeah. hundred percent. And that's, I do. I, I guess I did. I took that for granted that people would yeah. know that, but you're absolutely right. Yeah. The, that's the number one thing is if somebody's going to threaten your life, then meet that deadly force with deadly force, like Box said earlier. You know, that's the number one thing you can do. Mm -hmm. Um, As far as, like, school shootings, that's where it gets, you know, how do you protect your children mm -hmm. when they're at school? Um, mm -hmm. You know, that's a whole different situation. Uh, they make backpack panels. They make, you know, armor plates that go in kids' backpacks. Um Soft. A lot of them are soft armor too. Mm -hmm. then, you know. Well, even the hard ones, they're only weigh like three pounds. So. Right. Um, I mean, short of that, the biggest thing I would say as far as like school shootings is, uh, voicing your opinion to your school. Hundred. You know, to your school district, making sure that um, you know, have discussions with other parents about what they think is you know what ideas they might have to keep kids safe. What mm -hmm. 
the best method, you know, would work for your school district? What would actually protect your children? What kind of security measures do you think the school district should take? What Mm -hmm. security do they have? What do they need to implement? Things like that, that you need to voice your opinion to the school district to make sure they understand that families are concerned about the safety of their children. And, Mm um, yeah, I think, and the, well, the town school in my town, that's, I mean, when I was going to school, you can come in and go, come and go out at whatever door you please any time of the day. Nobody, they weren't monitored. Absolutely nothing. Now every door is locked, you know, except the one you got one point of entry. Um, and that seems weird to me. Like in the last years, you know, a few years you go to the school and you're like, this is freaking ridiculous, you know? And granted, I mean, the, the likelihood of something happening is essentially next to zero, but mm-hmm. the fact is anymore that you can't take that chance. Um, and unfortunately that's a reality that we live in nowadays. But two, I was thinking like, like say, um, Kingsley, say this, say this happens in Kingsley. What's the response time to this? And who is responding to that? You know, you have a Kingsley cop when the main one that I know of, um, frankly, looks like he's had little to no tactical training at all. So he would be there fairly soon, fairly quick. But what's he going to do? And then in which case you're waiting for deputies, which are. 15 minutes out, 10, 15, 20 minutes out, possibly yep. depending where they are in the county. Yep. So it's like, how do you and mitigate? Then, and then at any point further, you know, past that, you barricaded suspect or something and you need some kind of SWAT team. Right. That's going to be Sioux City 45 is, minutes. I assume Lamar's, you think Lamar's has a SWAT team? I doubt it. Sioux City would be the next, you know, the next one. They're a half hour out after they've been radioed in, mm-hmm. you know, that that's, so you're, so you're 45, 45 minutes, minutes an hour. to an hour. Um, you know, and that's like, and I was thinking, and this is probably stupid, but somebody posted a video in, in our life short live free group talking about this guy has his own plan, you know, um, him and his friends, if something like this happens, they're taking matters into their own hands and going into their own school. Um, and that seems ludicrous a little bit, you know, at the same time, but depends on, I can't depends on the size of the school, the location of the school. hundred percent, hundred percent. So, and this may seem ridiculous, but why wouldn't you have, why couldn't a school take these matters into their own hands and have, you know, um, some sort of trained response around town that if this situation occurs, those people around town, they're there in five minutes, you know, ready to go in. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe that's a stupid, stupid idea. But frankly, we have we have emergency, you know, the ambulance and the, and the fire department and stuff. We spend a shitload of time training them, shitload of time and money. Why couldn't, you know, we take a small Take response. a portion of those people, you know, the volunteer firemen, the... Right. You know, is that a, is that a ridiculous additional training? Is that a ridiculous idea? You know, no. I, I don't I don't feel like it is. I think they would have to be they would have to work with the police department. It's obviously, yeah. they obviously, obviously can't just be a bunch of strangers like, yeah, if this goes down, I'm going to be running in there with mm-hmm. a, with a firearm with no plan or anything. The fire, right. the police department, police department 
would obviously need to know that there's yeah. other people there well, and I that, think that aren't policemen <clears throat> in plain clothes and they have firearms. I think that is kind of, that's why I say, like, take some of the volunteer firemen. Mm-hmm. You know, other people who understand that type of scenario, who have an understanding of these situations, right? Right. Um, and giving the, you know, it's not like, hiring additional personnel you already have these volunteer people and actually they would you know, be there letting anyways. the yeah letting the city pay for the training right or even the school pay for the training for a you know basically a volunteer SWAT team right right and that seems that seems i'm sure people are you know a lot of people are listening to this right now and be like, well but that's why? ridiculous they wouldn't have near the training as the police officers well i got news do, for neither you does police officers don't get they shit don't have, for training they right. don't have training in that, uh, Guarantee in that area you, just about every one of us in this room can shoot better than probably just about most cops around yeah. here yeah and what like i don't i guess i don't understand the difference between you're not hiring a full-time SWAT team in a small town the same way you're not hiring a full-time fire department. You have volunteer firefighters mm-hmm. that don't get called that often. They're mm-hmm. trained and they're prepared to go, but they're not. Right. I mean, would you say you're as well-prepared and as well-trained as a full-time firefighter who's in a bigger city? No. Right. But, but we have spent a significant, there's like, there is a lot to it, like yeah. you know, hours and hours and hours and weeks and months of training before you're before you're a full fledged firefighter. You know, there was so a lot what to is it. I guess what is the downside to doing the same thing with a volunteer SWAT team for a small town like that? Right, and on a in a town that doesn't have a large police force that wouldn't be able to handle that type of situation, what is the downside to? Training a volunteer SWAT team. I, I I really don't see one. I don't. I honestly I, the don't. only thing I can think of is the cost. But I don't. It's right. How do you value that? You know. Yeah, and it, it's interesting that um, when you're taking city budget and possibly school budget, you know, the school could be paying for sec- you know part of the training as far as security measures. Yeah, and I think to a certain extent there already is like. Um, Speaking of my training, when we were down in, I think it was we were in Harlan, maybe Harlan, we were taking some of our, our practicals, um, our field type test for firefighter. And I noticed in their station, there was um, some racks with tactical gear on it, you know, helmets, vests, stuff like that. And I was asking them about it. Well, that's, they have, that's not the same. They, their, their volunteer firemen will don those, that gear and go in. They don't have guns and stuff. But generally before, um, like a mass casualty incident like that, before any ambulance, you know, medical can go in at all, Mm -hmm. the cops clear the entire school. Mm -hmm. Well, this particular situation, no, they're going in right freaking now and they're helping who they can help. And they're, and you know, we uh, volunteer firemen, we're already, we, we understand the, the, the dangers already. Like, you know, we know that this is, you know, a chance that we take that there's a possibility we'll get injured or die. And that's, that's the chance we take with the job. So we're already accepting that responsibility. Yeah. Uh, There was many of us that would say, hell yeah, I will gladly, gladly go and do this. This is not, you know, wouldn't even think twice about it, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think that's maybe, 
I, it seems like a fantastic idea to me. And I don't, and the other, the other benefit is of it. You could literally train in that school. Whereas some random SWAT team, you know, they might have their tactics down on, you know, all this other stuff, but you could literally train like say on the weekends in that school, you would know the layout of it. You would have a game plan. Hey, this team's going in this door. This team's going in this door. We clear this hallway. You know, we clear this hallway and go down and, right. and, and run through that. So you would have, you would have a game plan to where if that hits, you don't have to get to the school. And that was a problem with the Uvalde. And sit there and wait for an hour with, for the key. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, uh, that was a lot of the problem too. You have to formulate a plan. You have to know all this stuff. Whereas if you already have trained on that school, you have a response team ready to go into that school. Bam. The plan is in action. You're going right now. Yep. And that's, you're not losing precious moments. And in, and in small towns like Kingsley, there's really nowhere else in town where you would need to train in the building. You know, if there is an active shooter in a church, in a, you know, it's all small buildings where it's not a complex, you know, series of hallways and rooms and this and that. It's right. It's pretty much just the school. Right. Right. You know, so once they get their actual tactics trained and understand how to clear rooms and do things like that, they can pretty much, you know, react anywhere in town, but also having that ability to train in the school and have those. Mm-hmm you know, plans already formed Mm -hmm. in case of a situation. Yeah. I frankly, I think it's a, I think it's an avenue that, that should be, should, you know, we should go down as, Mm -hmm. as there's a, it's not fixing the problem per se, but it certainly will help mitigate the, you know, the horrible effects. Well, everyone is say you're just bringing in more guns. Well, that's the cops are bringing in more guns. Guess look at Uvalde. All the parents wanted to go in. The cops mm-hmm. didn't. I can't imagine being a parent on the outside of that. Like the nope. just the absolute terror you'd be feeling and the helplessness. Like I would have been. I probably would have been handcuffed. I know they're handcuffed and parents, and I sure as shit would have been because I would have yep. been trying to freaking go on myself. Well, in the I from what I've heard, that one mother who was handcuffed and then basically I don't know if she got out of the handcuffs or whatever, who did get into the school. And got her children out of there and then started speaking with um, media about it. And then the police department said that they were going to arrest her if she continued to speak to the media about it. Mm -hmm. Hmm. It doesn't surprise me. Hmm. (laughs) Well, you heard the the police department down there stopped uh, cooperating with the investigation. So the whole thing's a very weird. And why, why are none of these... There's always so many weird aspects to them. Mm-hmm. And this particular one, there's so many very strange things. Yeah. Like why why it happened this way and 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 things like the door just happened to not lock. Like even though it was a door that was supposed to be locked every time it closed, it just happened to not lock and he just happened to walk into that door. Mm-hmm. Like he knew things that make you go hmm or why did yeah, it's he buy not like he checked three other doors and this was the one that was open or why he did walked he walk to the door? Why did he buy a Daniel defense rifle. Like the guy clear. I don't know if he was a gun guy. He sure as shit didn't look like it, but most yeah. new gun buyers don't spend that kind of money, let two alone two think, you know? Yeah. And he was, where do you get that? And kind he worked, of money? and he worked part time. Yeah. It's at just, McDonald's or some shit. Yeah. Things that make you go, Hmm, yeah. it's very, and, and, and to be honest with you, 
we never got we never got um, the truth any out of answers. Las Vegas. Yeah. So I'd be shocked if we got any of the truth out of this. So yep. who knows? I I don't know. It's weird situation all around. So more on this. I don't think it's realistic. I I kind of like your idea, Sam, but I don't think it's re- realistic that it'll ever actually happen. Maybe in a few towns around America, some groups will get together and do something like that, but it'll never become a nationwide thing. Right. So would it be reasonable for, say, people in, like in our position around Kingsley, gun owners like us, there's plenty of training courses. I know RevTac, they put on active shooter training courses and stuff like that. Would it be reasonable for people like us to just take things into our own hands in some situations or not? Well, it depends. Like, I mean, obviously, if you did, you'd have to be in contact with the police. You'd have mm-hmm. to call them up and be like, listen, you guys aren't here yet. I'm fucking going in. Yeah. And tell them that. And I mean, there's no chain of command there. They're not going to be like, no, you do that and you're fired or whatever. But Right. To- well, yeah. Um maybe i don't know it depends like it would have to be you would have to have in this particular video i was watching it got me thinking about this this guy they had a plan in place you know they had his kit everything was ready to go like if something they carried a radio you know so something happened he knew about it and they were all going there and that would have to be the same situation where generally the cop in town is probably going to beat us to the school so he would be there so you would at least at the very minimum have to have contact with him, you know, and have this situation all approved um, before anything went into. Because, I mean, if a bunch of guys with guns just showed up in the school, there ain't no cop in the country that's going to let you go in. I mean, that mm-hmm. would have to be that would have to be a previous a previous thing, I think. Um, and there's a handful of cops that would. Maybe I know but, there's some out there that are speaking out against the Uvalde and being like, no, I would I would be fired right now because I would have fucking gone yeah. and I would have right. disobeyed the chain of command. Mm-hmm. Right, and two, the other thing about like the the cops did go in pretty pretty quickly, but they two were shot and they backed out and then. But my question is why why was the border patrol agent with a freaking Remington? 870 or whatever the hell I don't know what shotgun it was but he just had a hunting shotgun essentially why was able why was he able to go in and end the threat when the the SWAT team was not was right. it just luck of the draw when he went in at a time when the shooter wasn't expecting it or something I don't know no because he got shot too the border patrol he took around like right across it, I think he got shot I think he got shot twice I think he got shot. I saw a picture of his hat. Right, I saw that too. Guy's a legitimate badass, by the way. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's pretty awesome. Of course, there are a lot of unanswered questions, and we don't still don't know what actually happened. So, hundred percent, and that's not why I'm like I'm going to try not to jump down these cops' throat and say you know because we don't. There there is a possibility that he was like, yeah, piss off. I'm going in there and smoke checking this guy. Well. Let's there be, is always that let's possible. be honest. Like he he went and got his wife and his child out, um, and then he went to this classroom. And I think he was just one of those guys that this is not okay. I can't stand for this. I'm going to mm-hmm. go in, and if I get shot, I would rather I would rather die than let this situation keep happening. Yeah. And I totally get that. Like yep. I, man, I can't be. I can't imagine being in that situation and and not. Can you imagine being the cops on the outside of that that door, knowing now what they know, 
and that's something they got to live with for the rest of their life, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's, that's rough for them. And I feel for them. Um, so I don't know, box to answer your question. I think that you certainly, I think you'd almost have to have contact with the cops previously, you know, and let them know your plans before. Or oh, yeah, it, the biggest, but, but I would agree with that, but that? I mean, if we can't have volunteer SWAT teams or as we, as we've been saying, but then why not be individually prepared? I think, right. I think everybody well, that's should be individually prepared. I think like you're saying, yeah, you would have to have uh prior contact with the local police department, you know? And I think this is more of a small town Oh yeah, definitely. situation, you know, like in Kingsley and things, you know, towns that are under 5,000 people that don't have like a dedicated SWAT team or a large enough police force to really handle that kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that being beneficial in this type of situation, but I also, I also think that when you show up and there's two cops in town and they're both on scene and they say no you can't go in there we're waiting you're gonna tell them to get bent <laughs> you know yeah yeah it'd be interesting to see how that conversation and it depends on the cop like how that situation would go down but i thought most the standard protocol was if a cop gets there he goes in i don't know no, that was there's several different ways to handle it i don't know i don't know the, but I'm the other situation officer, the other no situation idea. is if you show up unannounced no contact with the the cops or the school. You were going to get shot by the police. Well, not and only that, <laughs> not only likely. that, but you're not, you can't get into school. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's locked down. Like, and though, like our school is no joke. It's not like as, unless you go in, there's windows, I guess, by the, in the office, bust out those windows. Cause you can't just walk in any door. They're heavy, they're heavy yeah. doors, you know? And I think even those, the windows on the sides are pretty skinny and, and they're wire, and they're wire filled windows. So you would definitely have to have a plan in in advance. I think those office windows would be the first, you know, the first thing to go. And maybe they've changed those or updated them or strengthened them in such way. I don't know. Yeah. So like in a community like ours, like we were saying, there's only what two cops and now mm-hmm. two or three cops. So we could pretty easily contact them ourselves and we can yeah. just call them up and be like, or meet them hey, somewhere and talk to them and be like, thinking. hey, just letting you know. Mm-hmm. If there's an active shooter, I'm fucking going in. Yeah. <laughs> and I I want you to understand that and be on board. This is what's going to happen. Yep. Or th- get yeah. their thoughts and just try to work with that individual cop. You don't have to work with the whole department or whatever. Just be like, "Hey, I'm well, here and I'm I'm prepared situation. and I'm going to I'm going to help." Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. I mean, and I, I don't blame anybody that wants to go down that. I think if I had children in that school, I would be, you know, yeah, I would be even more about it. And it's, it's, it's kind of been weighing on my mind lately. Something, you know, maybe we should bring up to the community. I don't know. Possibly. We'll see, I guess. Um, any, and I think that's another, another way to approach it is basically go to your town hall meetings. Right. Discuss it. Oh, committees are so fucking stupid, though. Oh, I agree. Not just not I like agree, city but, councils, but committees as a whole. Yeah, they're awful to work with. They are, Generally. but I mean, that's you have to get the conversation started. Oh you yeah, can't, you know, um, and even like the volunteer program, or even just doing it individually. I think you should bring it up to the city council and say, "Hey, this is what we're thinking in order to best serve our community and best serve the children in our school. This is our plan." 
would you be in support of this or would you know could we get a some kind of community action together to help this and there's, yeah. or yeah, do there's, something there's about there's got to be grants or government funding and or I'm sure, something yeah something and i'm sure they help. tell you no and get bent and whatever the but government you funding vigilantes i don't think so <laughs> well no when we were talking about uh, we we're talking about using the fire department and the volunteers and the shit oh. like that i'm sure there yeah. is to some extent but as far as like just random joe schmoes yeah i don't know i think it's an avenue that is maybe a maybe not the solution but uh a, a help in a situation is like this yeah. and chances are chances are, you know, there's never going to be any incident happen, but you know, at the very least you're, you're ready for it. So yeah. it, it could make the parents uh, sleep a little bit better uh, in town at the very least, I guess. So any closing thoughts on that? No, no, no just, I think everybody should be prepared to assist in any way possible that's also another reason to get medical training mm -hmm. in a situation like this when mm -hmm. you know when we have in kingsley we have a pretty small ambulance and medical you know if 30 people get injured in some sign you know type of situation like that we don't have the capacity Manpower. to to treat everyone in a timely manner. So, mm -hmm. you know, being medically trained would be. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, yeah, that's one thing we didn't get into. I said, I mentioned the medical supplies, but that de definitely training in that area is, mm -hmm. uh, was, uh, it would be a massive benefit. Yep. Um, it was just, it was just our last topic. It was just Memorial day. Um, and, and this was something I was actually thinking about, like, and I, I put out a little video about it and I was careful how I worded it, but do you actually say happy Memorial day? Because it is, is it a day that you wish somebody happy? That's what your video was? No, but I, I was, uh, you didn't watch it? Thanks no, a lot, Dick. I generally don't watch videos of your talking head videos. No, <laughs> I don't like looking at your face. <laughs> Give him a love. <laughs> what a, what a brother. What a brother. I didn't watch it either. <laughs> that does that does not surprise me in the least bit. But um Box, this is a question you asked. Do you say happy Memorial Day? Is that a, is that appropriate? Is it appropriate? Typically I, I do not. I mean I don't really say happy anything. That's not <laughs> that's not really my style. No, I don't believe I've ever heard you in my entire life say happy Merry Christmas, happy birthday, literally anything. Yeah, that's not really my, my deal. But yeah, I was I don't know. I was thinking about it the other night and where over the last few years it's become more and more pop popular, at least throughout the gun community, for people to say, don't say happy Memorial Day. It's not a celebration, but we were, and we were talking about this beforehand. You read something from Tim Kennedy as little as I want to bring him up. Yep. Um, <laughs> but it was the same sentiments that I had was, yes, we're, it's, it is, Memorial Day, and it is for those soldiers that have given the ultimate sacrifice, but we're not supposed to just sit around and, and mourn them and, and cry in the corner all day long. We're supposed no, to be celebrating that that we have, that we live in a country where we have those men that are willing to die for us. Mm -hmm. Fucking right. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm happy for that. I'm grateful for that. And yeah. Hell yeah. It's definitely not a day of mourning. It's a day of celebration to celebrate the lives of men that were so brave that they made the ultimate sacrifice so that we can live the lives that we live. And 
um, the thing from Tim Kennedy that I saw was they would want you to grill. They would want you to sit back and have a beer. They would want you to go to the beach, go boating, mm-hmm. have a picnic, do all this stuff with your family and and enjoy the day. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's exactly what they were fighting for. Right. They, they were fighting to protect the lives that we live mm-hmm. and our way of life. So it is not a day of mourning their loss, remembering and acknowledging their loss, you know, but to celebrate our way of life that they protected. So, yeah. Yeah, I would As agree far with as that. saying happy Memorial Day, I think there's other ways that you could say it, but I don't think there's a problem with saying happy Memorial Day. What's another way to say it? How do you I hope you have a good Memorial Day? I mean, that's mm-hmm. just, it's in, in it's the same thing. It is. In essence. I think I think people that are get upset with it are just a little bit I I mean, I guess it depends. It depends who's getting upset about it. If it's a family that had lost a, a you know, lost someone. But generally, the one that I know, that family, they're of the same, you know, hell yeah, we're going to celebrate. Mm-hmm. He, he lost his life for a reason, and this is a reason. Yeah. And they're not really, you know, yeah, we're don't want everybody to be sad about it. It's, it's essentially yeah. a celebration. And I, and I would tend to agree with that. So I think I, I don't, I don't see there's anything wrong with it. I just think that at the same time, it's, it's very gun cultures. It's the gun culture's way of going woke about something. Virtue signaling. Yeah. yeah signaling. A little, I would agree to a certain I extent. I, I kind of get it though. Cause I think there's a lot of people that just say happy Memorial day and they feel like it, it, there's a lot getting left out. Yeah. Happy Memorial day, but remember what it's all about. But yeah. right. Do you do that with Christmas? Merry Christmas, but remember remember what it's all about. Yeah. Well, I think you should, absolutely. As, as, yeah, as, they, as they don't. As, Nobody right. throws a fit about that. Right, yeah. right. Um, and that's one thing I always say every year I post, I, when I, I make a s- small post or statement about it, I say, listen, you know, this is not just a day off work. Remember. The reason for the season. Exactly, and I think it's important, too, that you... You know, you let those kids know they they get out of school or if, if they're still in school on that particular day, you know, have that day off. Well, it's not just a freaking day off. You need to remember and you should be educating those youngins. Um, exactly that. What the, the reason holiday for is the about. season. Yeah. yeah so should it be happy Memorial Day with an asterisk? Asterisk. Yeah. <laughs> happy Memorial Day. Asterisk. Yeah. Bottom of the page in fine print. Asterisk. The reason we celebrate this holiday is to remember those who have lost their lives to protect our way of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Say it however you want to say it, but just make sure that you uh, you take some time to actually remember what it's uh, what it's for. I think that's uh, pay your respects to those who sacrificed everything. I think that's about all there is to that. Yep. So, um, yeah, I guess we're that about finishes out the show. We're gonna, uh, like I said, in the beginning of the show. If you missed it, we are gonna take uh, about a month off. Uh, just kind of a little break before our our first season kicks okay. off. This was season zero. Um, <laughs> but we will have content still for you. Uh, a little bit of... Uh, Maybe. We shouldn't guarantee that. Old... Uh, We're pretty pathetic. We will. Segments. We'll get, we'll get something out. Segments and such. Um, so we'll have some we'll have some stuff for you. Um, the gears and beers will not be happening either. So this upcoming uh, Wednesday would be... If you're listening to this, it was a previous Wednesday... <laughs> You're just you don't even try. Just... <laughs> I still might go live. I don't know. I might go live, grab a beer and go live, and I don't know, do something. We'll see. But that's the night. Emmy is home. It is. It is. All right. 
Still. So still May. We will be back. What's the first? The 17th. I believe seventeenth of January. Of oh, January. Geez. Yeah, July. not that. That's not a month. <laughs> yep, seventeenth of July. That's two days before my birthday. So we'll Slippy, have a little slammy, swummy, swummy, Swanson, Samson. I knew it started with an S though. <laughs> July seventeenth. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, um, is that when we record our next episode or when it publishes? That's when we record. Okay. So. Yeah, it'll be... So, in our next episode that you can hear on Facebook will be on the 20th, actually. Mm-hmm. 20th yep. of June. And then our next podcast will be posted the following Monday. Yep. So, we'll, we're still around. We're just going to take a little bit of refresher so we can come back strong for you. Got some good stuff coming up. A little guest or two, um, so, which I'm excited about. So, um, yeah. And may, remember to check out our sponsors, of course. We got Ballistic Imagery, BallisticImagery.com and Facebook, as well as Shyworks. Shyworks.com, Facebook, and the Twitters. And uh, if you enjoy what we do, make sure you head all head on over to our Subscribe Star, Life Short Live Free Subscribe Star, and you can uh, help contribute to us if you enjoy us. It's a little fifty cents an episode. Also, and, head uh, over to LifeShortLiveFree.com. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm gonna end the episode before uh, Box gets a chance to shoot me. So, guys, have a fantastic, fantastic weekend. Remember, Life Short Live Free. God bless. God Damn bless it. the United States of America. Yeah. Repeal the, the NFA. God damn it. Defund the ATF. Repeal the NFA. Grow food, become ungovernable. Tapple the government. <laughs>